0: Tonight to worship at your feet. We place you, Lord Jesus, on the highest place. It is you, you are a great high priest. We place you far above. All else, my king, and we come to you. We worship at your feet. Oh, Lord, we are here tonight. We come to you to worship at your feet. My King, we bring our own to you and worship at your feet we come before you Lord we come to you to worship at your feet so who is
1: life do like dos de vreniki you are the lion in the land,
0: the, the world
1: You Father. Forever. You will, will be. be. Oh Lord the Lord will be. Then you be. Oh Lord
2: Thank
0: you.
1: Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost.
0: Hallelujah. Oh,
1: glory to you Jesus.
0: Are glory to Jesus.
1: The... You are the
0: word. Glory to Jesus. You
1: are the word that
0: has come to heal and you to, to save.
2: Oh, yes, the Word
0: That will change and restore. You are the word we come. To you. And we bow our hearts, we bow our minds, we lay it all out before you,
1: Jesus, it is
0: you. It is you Lord, it is you. We have come
2: to you. Jesus.
0: We have come to worship you. We have come to bow in your presence, We bow down and worship you. Yahweh,
2: that is your name, Yahweh. Yahweh, you are
0: king. You are God. Yahweh is your name. And
2: we worship
0: we worship you. We worship Lord. We
2: worship you, We bow And
0: worship you.
1: Praise the name of the Lord.
0: Praise
1: the name of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' precious name we have worshipped. Jesus' precious name, we have worshiped.
2: Amen. 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 Amen.
1: amen. It's good to be back here again for another Bible study. I apologize. Last Wednesday, we could not uh, meet um, because I was engaged and um, I I knew we had uh, two powerful meetings on Saturday, so I wanted us to just rest. And I trust we've had a blessed week thus far. Clubhouse, do you hear me? Please confirm you hear me clearly before I begin. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Good to see you. Timeline, Ambassador Charlotte, Abigail also, uh, Raina, and uh, wonderful people who are following us today. Um, Um, Leon Robinson, we'll see you. God bless you. Welcome. Zoom, Uh, beautiful Sumi family. Good to be here. Uh, I want to continue and conclude um, the teaching I began on Saturday, um, Renewing Your Mind. Um, I tried to put it on Clubhouse, but it wasn't just working. So um, please catch up on, on YouTube for those that have not been able to uh, catch up. It was a very powerful service, uh, Renewing your mind, renew your mind. So I'm just going to give a uh, just quick summary of um, where we started from, where we are, then I continue from there. So I'm not teaching this. I'm just re- literally reading, you know, my notes from that day. Uh, so the first thing I said was that being born again is being translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And we see in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 and 13, um, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So we, we move from kingdom to kingdom. There are only two kingdoms, kingdom of light, kingdom of darkness. There's nothing in between. Praise the name of the Lord. And the s- systems of the world, the full world system plugs in under the kingdom of darkness. That's why the Bible tells us that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. If you are of the world, then you are, are submitted unto the devil. Because in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, or beginning from verse 3, it says that if our gospel be heed, it is he to them who the God of this world has blinded their minds, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine unto them. Praise God. Uh, And whom the God of this world has blinded their mind of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So the God of this world, uh, that's the devil, So he governs the systems of the world. So there are two kingdoms, like I said, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light. And and from this scripture that we read in Colossians chapter one, we see that God had delivered us from the power of darkness. What that tells you is that it's a power that keeps you. Nobody just decides to move from darkness to light. You don't even have the ability to do so. It takes power. And, and scripture tells us that the power of God, he delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, right? And I said that we are in a new kingdom and in this kingdom, there is a mindset, there is a way of life. There are rules and there are regulations. You cannot live in this new system, in this new kingdom with the old mindset. Many people still transact in this kingdom of God as if they are still in the world. So they carry over um, worldly mindset, worldly systems, and they bring it into the kingdom of God. That's why they struggle on many fronts because the things that work in the previous dispensation do not work here. If you come into a new environment, it's only natural that you learn of that place, you learn of that environment, you learn of that system, that structure, how how are things done here? A popular saying, uh, if you're in Rome, you behave like a Roman, if you are in Russia, you behave like a Russian, um, just to acclimatize. Because if you are in a, a, a new territory and you are acting the way you used to act back at home, Then you'll be odd. You'll be the odd one out. People will easily identify you and say, You are not of this place, right? Are you just coming? For example, uh, in Lagos, Nigeria, everyone can, you can just cross the road if you are sharp enough to just run across, right? And I saw on the news that a Nigerian (laughs) was arrested in Dubai because he ran across the express road and they sentenced him to five days of mental evaluation, praise God. Why? Because he's acting like he's back home but he's in another country. So they had to check his mind. Are you sure you are of our environment? Praise God. I, am I communicating? Are we still together? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so I'm just giving a you know, summary, when we get there. So since you have been born into a new kingdom, when you get born again, it is just your spirit that gets born again. You, you receive all the old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You have a new spirit, man. But your mind is still the same. Your body is still the same. Your reasoning is still the same. That's why Romans chapter 12. Verse 1 and 2 say, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I'm rushing through, please uh, catch up on the teaching on YouTube. I extensively talked about these things. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you renew your mind to catch up with your new reality. Praise the name of the Lord. You renew your mind to catch up with your newfound kingdom that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Um, Tony, please help me if this is correct uh, for you to naturalize into another country, for example, the US or Canada. You have to write, you know, you have to study about their laws, their background, right? And write a test, mm-hmm. right? Am I correct? Yes, yeah,
0: yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. We go yeah. through some tests, yeah.
1: Some tests, knowledge about the country, am I correct?
0: Environment, yes. Mm-hmm. What to do in the environment, how to fit in, and all of that.
1: Wow, thank you. So you see, even the earthly structures also capture this reality. Before they, give you their citizenship. You must know about them. But why is it that we come into the citizenship of heaven? We come into the kingdom of God, and we don't even bother to learn about the, the kingdom. Jesus said, he said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Learn of me. Learn of me. Learn of me. Ephesians 1, chapter 16, 17 Um That the Lord will fill you with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He will fill you with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Very, very critical. In the knowledge of him. Because that is how you grow. That's how you fit into your new world. Like I said, I say it many times, you can be born again for 20 years and not, and not, know about the kingdom right why is it giving you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him why is it why is it desirous that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints what is the hope of the calling why am i born again
2: why am i in this kingdom why did he not leave me to just wait until I'm about to die? What, what, why? You need
1: the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding need to be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? For many people, only when they die and get to heaven and they see the glorious benefit, I'm like, why did I struggle on the earth? Because they don't know. Praise God. So God wants you to learn of him, learn of his kingdom.
2: Praise the name of the Lord. On Clubhouse, if you still hear me, say amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we must renew our mind.
1: Don't be conformed to this world. You are not of the world. You were in the world, but by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the blood of the Lamb, he translated you, snatched you out of the kingdom of darkness and has put you now in the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of light. That's where you reside. So you must learn, you must know about this kingdom where
2: you now dwell. Praise God. You must know. You must know. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 to 8, he
1: said, These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles. Go and into any city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Um, let, let me just say this. I know there are some ministers listening listening in to our broadcast today. See that first verse says, said, These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. Every ministry calling, you are not sent to everybody. I always say it over and over again. I'm not sent to everybody. I'll be foolish enough to think that I'm sent to everybody. No. My calling has a, a specific geography. He was sending the 12. He said, do not go this way. Why? It's not your time. He had not done and ascended. The ministry of Paul, Barnabas, they were to go into these areas. But it is not for you. You go. You are sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Why did we come to Clubhouse? Because the Lord said there is a harvest on Clubhouse. And I'm sure you have been blessed for the people that have
2: met us on Clubhouse. Can you confirm if you've been blessed thus far? clubhouse people why because we were sent the reason
1: was because we were sent hallelujah we were sent so he said go not into the way of the gentiles i just need to bring clarity so when god is calling you to ministry or calling you for an assignment there is a specific area he's sending you to, there's a specific message he's giving to you. One of the messages we bring is to unravel the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, to break it down and teach the body of Christ. That's, that's, That's why mysteries open up to us very easily. Why? Because that's the grace that we walk in. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm sure somebody is blessed by that. And they said, as ye go, preach, saying, this is your message when you go, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely ye have received, freely give. So this was the message that God gave him, gave the disciples. Heal the sick, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he was announcing a kingdom. They were preaching by another kingdom. And he was announcing the arrival of a new kingdom. And then he was telling the benefit of this kingdom. Heal the sick. Because when you say the kingdom of heaven is at hand, naturally people ask, what do you mean by the kingdom of heaven is at hand? So oh, is there a sick anyone sick among you? Be healed in the name of Jesus. And they are healed. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely ye have received. Freely give. These are the attributes of the kingdom of heaven. We don't charge to pray for the sick. We don't charge to prophesy. I'll explain how these things work in the kingdom. Praise God. Luke chapter 11 verse 20, he said, But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. You see, the first message was the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And now the kingdom of God has come. Praise the name of the Lord and in John chapter 17 verse 14 to 16 we saw here that he was saying that you are not of the world. So Jesus was praying for his disciples and said I have given them thy word and the world had hated them because they are not of the world. You are not of the world people of God, you are not of the world. So don't expect the world to love you. Don't expect the world to support you. Don't expect the world to just want to see your progress. You are not of them. Even as I am not of the world, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So what do we learn here? That we, as children of God, are not, we are in the world, but not of the world. Many people think that once you just get born again, all you need to do is to just check out and go to heaven. No. He said, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world. No, but preserve
2: them, keep them from the evil. If we are together, can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You are not of the world. You need to
1: understand that clearly, first of all. You need to renew your mind to align with the kingdom where you are.
2: Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's your reality. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. That's
1: that's what God has in store for you. As it is in heaven. That's your reality. You need to meditate. You need to confess over and over until it becomes a part of you. You are not of the world. So you cannot apply worldly system or worldly structures in this kingdom and expect it to work for you. That's what many of us have done. Be transformed. Don't be conformed to this world. What does it say? Don't, be, don't, don't, don't bend your will into conformity of the world structure but be transformed from where you are by how do you get transformed by the renewing of your mind what does renewing of your mind why is it not saying learn something new renew means take it back to the original state go back to when you were you aligned with the kingdom of heaven praise god i'm still doing summary i've started i've not uh, gotten to where i stopped Praise the name of the law. So I said, in this kingdom, there are principles you must follow. Ignorance is not an excuse. You get employed into a company, there's something called orientation. They teach you about the principles, the, 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 the guidelines, the vision, the mission of the company. For example, if you work in an organization where if you are an air hostess, for example, there's a uniform, there's a way you are meant to, Dress. There's a way you are meant to carry yourself. There's a poise. There's a way you speak. You don't speak anyhow. You don't speak, you know, crazy language when you are else. And so it, sometimes it takes three months, six months orientation, renewing your mind, changing your mind from your current structure into the structure of that organization. Praise God. So everything that this you know, many organizations apply. They take you, those are scriptural principles. There are rules and regulations in this kingdom. Ignorance is not an excuse. Oh, I don't know. If you don't know and you jump from a five-story building and say, oh, I'm not aware of any law of gravity, you would know when you get to the floor. The law would introduce itself to you. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13, I always say this. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. My people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Not because they they don't have a strong prayer life. And I, I, I mentioned that I knew of uh, a prayer warrior back in the day when I was growing up. And he usually prayed six hours every day. I've not gotten to that level where I pray six hours every day. If I, if I get there, I don't know what will happen. Maybe walking on water or walking in the air. Praise God. But, but I, I watched his life. He struggled a lot. So I was asking God, why is this guy? Because I know I'm not this faithful. You know, I I try, but not this diligent and this faithful. Why is he not bearing fruit? And the Lord gave me an answer, which I'm going to share at the end of today's teaching. Amen. Yes, I said that because some people were expecting me to speak now. Praise God. In this kingdom, one of the things that we do, we pray without season. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Your prayer life must be on track. Your prayer life must be healthy. Your prayer life must be on point. And I made a statement. I said, In this kingdom, we don't uh, challenges don't make us pray. But challenges meet us praying and then it changes direction. If you start to pray when a problem comes, it might be too late. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we together?
0: Yes, sir. Hallelujah.
1: Yes. Challenges meet us and then cause us to start praying. Then it's
2: too late. We have missed something. We have missed something. But challenges meet us praying. So, in the place of prayer, we are already in sync. We already,
1: in fact, we see it. Let me show you from scripture Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2. Who's going to be my reader today? I want somebody to read for me. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1.
2: Abacook chapter 2, verse 1. Can somebody read for me quickly? Abacook chapter 2. Hallelujah. Who's my reader? Who's my reader? Who's my reader? I don't
1: have a reader today.
0: I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected.
1: Thank you. I will stand upon my watch. That's a very important statement. I will stand upon my watch. What does that talk about? That talks about a posture of prayer. I will stand upon my watch to see. Is that what your Bible tells you? And set me upon the tower. I apologize. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. What is the position of the tower? If you see uh, ancient history, um, there are people called watchmen who stand upon the tower. The tower is this high structure where people stand up and they are able to see far ahead and behind. So when the people of the city are sleeping, the people, the watchmen and the tower, they cannot afford to sleep. It is too dangerous for you to sleep. Praise God. It is dangerous for you to fall asleep. So they rotate, they have you know, shifts where this person probably watch for three hours. Another person comes for three hours. Just in case there is trouble coming, Oh, somebody with me today. Careful today. My God. We're all quiet today. We're so gentle today. Please God They stand on the watch. When there's trouble coming, they can blow the alarm and announce to the people in the villages, the people in the city who are sleeping, they can sound an alarm so that you can either take up your defenses close your city gates, get your arms, and then get ready or pack your things and run. If you are with me, say amen. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Stand upon The tower is the place where you stay and you can see far ahead, you can see behind. And usually the the, 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 the the plane where you're watching over is usually a plane. So it's not like anyone can hide behind anything. So you can see far. Once you see any suspicious movement, you you use your microscope, uh, no, no, uh, binoculars, and then you confirm. Is this enemy or is this friend? Friend of whom? If it's an enemy, you sound the alarm. The reason why issues hit the body, the people of God is because they don't stand in a watch. They're not there. So they are always reacting. You are always reacting. You're always on the defensive, not on the offensive. Likewise, standing on that same tower, you can see when good news is coming. So when there's good news, you start to dream about it. You start to perceive in your spirit mind that there's something in the air. Suddenly joy begins to well up on the inside. Suddenly you are prophesying and you start to prophesy. By this time tomorrow, how did he know he was on the tower? Are we together? Say amen.
2: Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.
1: Glory to God.
2: I will stand upon my watch
1: and set me upon a tower, and will watch to see what he will say unto me. I've already talked on this. How can you watch to see what he says? Why did he not say, I will watch to see what he will show me, or I will wait to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. So, men ought always to pray and not faint. It's talking about consistent it is not saying every day you're walking when you're supposed to be walking when you're supposed to be sleeping ra- no that's not what it's saying that's not what it's saying it's talking about being in a constant place of connectivity your regular prayer life must be on track Fellowship with the lord must be on point i will set My on the tower. I will watch to see what he will say and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. I will watch to see what he will say and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. I will watch to see what he will say and what I will answer when I'm reproved. So when God shows you one of the gifts of the Holy Ghost is that He will show you things to come the attributes of the Spirit of God. He will show you things to come. He will show you. So something is about to happen, then he shows you. Many times when we start to pray, it's already too late. It's too late. You must be in tune with the Spirit to be able to discern and pick up signals when something is happening. You must do that. And that's one of the benefits of the kingdom of God that we are The attributes of the spirit of God. Being in alignment with the Holy Ghost. Being in sync with the spirit of God. To pick up signals that are far beyond. There's this dog whistle that is not... You can't hear it. It's not audible to the human ears. But the frequency of the dogs, once it is blown, they pick up that signal. We must be sensitive enough, not only to hear what is being said, but what is not being said. If you are still with me, say a big amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Big one. Amen. That's what scripture is telling us here.
1: Men ought always to pray and not faint. In the kingdom, we have been given the Holy Ghost. We've been given the Spirit of God to help us in our walk with God. Next Wednesday for Bible study, God willing, I will teach on intimacy with the Holy Ghost. Many of us don't understand the Holy Spirit that we have. We don't know. Many of us, the only thing we have and do with the Holy Ghost is pray in tongues. And then for some of our brothers and sisters, Holy Ghost fire and Holy Ghost countdown, whatever. But there's more to the personality of the Holy Ghost. There's more to the Spirit of God. We have been given the Spirit of God to help us in our work with God. He gave us the equipment that he had to walk successfully on the earth, he gave it to us. The Spirit of God came upon him and the Spirit drove him to the wilderness and he fasted 40 days, was tempted by the devil, came out, he returned in the power of the Spirit and his fame spread abroad. By the Holy Ghost, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, he went about doing good. We have received the equipment that Jesus had. We have received the advantage that Jesus had to walk this earth perfectly. Am I communicating today?
2: Yes, sir. 1 Corinthians 2.12. Now we have received,
1: not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know that we might come into full comprehension the things that are freely given to us of god that we might know our rights our basic human rights that we may know our basic amenities our advantage our possibilities in this kingdom it is only the spirit of god that I can give you if you see verse 10 of the scripture he says that what man knows the things in the spirit uh what man Am I quoting that? No, verse 10. But it has been revealed to us by the Spirit of God. What man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God with him. The things of God knoweth no man. There was a gap, Isaiah uh, 55. My ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. But he gave us his spirit, that we might come into understanding of who we are, of the things that have been freely given to us of God. Can I tell you that the body of Christ, many people still beg for what has been freely given. How do you think God feels? How do you think God feels when his children are crying? A begging for what has been freely
2: given. How do you think he feels? Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. How would you feel when you have fully
1: paid for something for your family? And then you find out that they got kicked out because they couldn't pay for the same thing. What will be your reaction? Can one person just tell me? One person. What will be your reaction? What will be your reaction? You got kicked out because you couldn't pay rent. Who's there with me today? What will be your reaction? Anybody? This house is so quiet. I'm looking forward to closing today.
2: We are here, here.
1: What
2: will be your reaction?
1: When he has fully paid the price, and on the cross, he he proclaimed it is finished. And
2: then we are back asking the same questions that he had answered.
1: Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: One of the attributes of the kingdom is that the mysteries of the kingdom are veiled to you. They are unveiled, they are open to you. This is the scripture, one of the scriptures of our ministry, Matthew chapter 13. Verse 10 and 11. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. It is your right to know the mysteries. Why? You are a citizen of this kingdom. So it is only proper that you understand the secrets of the kingdom. They are mysteries, they are secrets, not to you, but to the outsiders. It has been given to you freely to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it is not given. It's not given. But many of them disguise themselves, come into the church, learn our secrets, go outside, apply the secrets, and it's working for them, and we, the children, are crying. That's to say, I've seen this evil, I've seen this error, where princes are walking on feet and servants are riding on horses. Are we together? Yes, sir. Yes,
2: sir. Amen. I've seen this. I've seen this. Yes, sir. I've seen this error. I've seen this evil. I've seen it with my eyes. In Ecclesiastes chapter 10, the seven. Servants on horses. Slaves sitting on horses.
1: I used to hear me, is my network good? My frozen again. My frozen. Can anyone hear me? Uh, Okay, uh, sorry about that on Zoom. My network was uh, bad. Can you hear me on Zoom now?
0: Yes, sir, we can.
1: Okay. Clubhouse, you still hear me good?
2: Yeah. Okay, praise God. Sorry about that. Praise the
1: name of the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 7. Ecclesiastes. Let me read from verse 5 for emphasis. There is an evil. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun. As an error which proceeded from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity. And the rich sit in low places. I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants on the earth. Are you seeing this scripture with me?
2: I have seen this error under the sun. Folly is
1: set in great dignity and the rich sit in low places. It's an
2: error. That's not natural. An error. Servants upon horses, princes
1: walking as servants upon the earth. Why? They don't know. People don't know. So he has given you, it has been given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Are you aware that there are mysteries
2: that once applied? I
1: are you with me? I, I I need you to let me know if you can't hear me so that I um, don't go too far. Everyone hear me clearly? Yes. Sir. Okay. Do you know that it was a mystery that Elisha applied when the servants were trying to cut down the tree and then the axe head fell into the water and then it sank and the sons of the prophet cried to Elisha and said the axe head was borrowed. What mystery did Elisha know? Because he applied a mystery and then he caused the laws on this earth to be suspended and then he activated another law. He put in wood into water.
2: Wood sank. Iron floated. Mystery. Praise God. Mystery. He applied it. It has been given unto you to
1: know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. So we must learn of the kingdom so that we are able to walk in the truth available. There, There are mysteries that when you can apply. There are many mysteries. I can, I can never exhaust it. There are too many. The mysteries of prayer, the mysteries of praise, the mysteries of worship. Does it make sense that a, a king wanted to go to war against three kings and then he put worshippers in front of them? Worshippers as the lead warrior gang. They were in
2: front, heading the... I go for the man, my God. Thank God. Worshippers were ahead and they started to sing praises to the name of the Lord.
1: And the Bible records, and God set ambushments in the camp of
2: the enemy. We are still here, say amen. 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 They applied a mystery a mystery of worship and god set ambushments
1: in the cup of the enemy they started killing themselves the the children of israel did not fight one battle they did not raise
2: one battle Lord is showing me something uh if you are from a royal family
1: here in the case in the case if you are from a royal family
2: we are from a royal family. Kindly indicates royal family. If not, okay. You are
1: okay. 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 So there are two people from a royal family here. On. Uh, Okay, Uh, Wura, are you also from a royal family? Quickly.
2: Yes.
1: Okay. Are which of you have any cons? What's the English word now? Um, The word just escaped my head now. Any confrontations or something like that? royal family, confrontations. Is that the English I'll come to it. Please remind me when I start to pray. Um, I saw a ring. I just saw a ring staring at me in spirit. And I understand what that ring meant. Rings, you know, uh, the, uh, the Pharaoh removed the ring and placed in Joseph's hand. We talked about authority. So I saw that ring and I knew um, that... Uh, I know what I mean? So deal with that. So, real family, when we start to pray, please remind me. Uh, so that I can get my teaching over and done with the energy today is too low or to finish on time. Um, the mystery of kingdom heaven. So, mysteries are taught, it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them, it is not given, right? so Elisha knew what mysteries to apply, and then iron floated in water, wood sank. It was a mystery. Jesus knew what mystery to apply, that he gave thanks when there were things not, not enough supply. Jesus never bothered about money. Jesus never looked for money. Jesus applied money as need be. He applied mysteries. He gave thanks and broke the bread and he started to multiply. Eliza did the same thing. Multiply bread. They came to Jesus. You must pay tax. It's like, wait, if we contest this legally, I, I'm not supposed to pay. But just you, go to the river. The first fish you can. Open his mouth. There's money there. He applied
2: a mystery to unlock money. you understand what I'm talking about? So, in the kingdom, we walk by mysteries. Mysteries that people don't understand. The law of
1: seed time and harvest. He didn't say seed time and harvest time. Seed time,
2: harvest as far as the earth remains. Seed time, there's a time for seed. Harvest, unlimited. Praise God.
1: So this, this mystery, the mystery of praise, the mystery of
2: thanksgiving, Jesus gave thanks. Bread was multiplied. The leper who got healed gave
1: thanks. He said, thy faith has made thee whole. What? I didn't know that Thanksgiving was
2: an act of faith. Many mysteries. When someone gets a testimony and then you ask them, what did you do?
1: What mystery did you engage? They don't know because they tried everything. They prayed, they fasted, they sowed seed, you know, they did th- they did many things. No, there is every a mystery unlocks a door. You need to understand how to appropriate mysteries because once you know what to do concerning the matter, when the situation comes again, you can apply it again. That's why many times we have just testimony, just one off. No, it should be your daily life. Why? Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries
2: of the kingdom of heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. In the kingdom we know that we are seated
1: with Christ in heavenly places. We know we are seated there. So
2: nothing on earth can touch us. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you are not aware How can you enter into this reality? Renew your mind. Study to see. According, okay, in this kingdom that I'm now
1: in, what what happens if I'm sick? Then you see a scripture that healing is the children's bread. Ah, so that means... uh, uh, if, if you're in an organization and then there's certain benefits that you have not unlocked and then you are going through some things, your colleague will see, why are you struggling? The company covers it. Like, really? Am I covered? My insurance covers this? Yes, it does. What do you do?
2: Apply it. Hallelujah. But if you are not aware. I heard of a story of a man,
1: and I don't know if it's a man or a woman and a child. You know, they saved so much money to get on a ship many, many years ago to get on a ship to travel across uh, the Atlantic to a different nation. And they saved all their lives. They had all their life savings and then they bought the ticket of the ship. And so they were on the ship and there's so many people dining, eating, drinking, and but they were so starving, hungry, not knowing that their ticket covers
2: feeding, covers accommodation. Is somebody hearing me today? They were they not aware that the ticket that they had gotten, covered, guaranteed them wonderful,
1: warm accommodation. They did not know that it guaranteed them
2: food, drinks. The ticket was a one-size-fits-all. They were not aware. They were not aware. If they had known,
1: if they had known that that ticket guarantees, I, if they had known that the ticket guaranteed everything, it covers all, if they were aware, they would not have struggled the way they did. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Say about that. Praise the name of the Lord. I uh-huh. have live audience. Come on. Uh-huh. Now. <laughs> you know, so likewise, our salvation, it is a ticket that has many benefits in it. But if we're not even aware of what the benefits are, then we're not able to enter into the fullness. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. With joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. But if you are not aware that healing is part of the benefit that comes with this package called salvation, how will you press in for healing? If you are not aware that deliverance is part of the fruit that has been given you, guaranteed you, how will you press in for it? If you are not aware that Protection is one of the benefits of your salvation.
2: How will you draw? He said he has given his angels charge over you. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Amen. He has given his angels charge over you.
1: Protection is part of your rights. It's part of your daily benefit. The angels are with you every day. They don't take a break. They are watching over you. He that watches over you, neither slumbers, nor sleep. But many of us are worried and we cannot sleep. We are lacking. We are are so worried that we, we lose sleep. The one who watches over you is not sleeping. Why are you not sleeping? One of you is supposed to
2: sleep. Praise the name of the Lord. Is somebody getting blessed today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In this kingdom, we believe to see. We believe to see in this kingdom.
1: John chapter 20, verse 29. Jesus said unto him, because Thomas had said, if I don't see him physically, when they told him Jesus had resurrected, if I don't see him physically, I won't believe. If I don't put my hands in the in the hole in his hand where the nails pass through. If I don't touch, put my hand in the side where he was pierced. If I can't touch it, you know, there are people like that seeing is believing. And when Jesus appeared, when they gathered again, Jesus walked through the walls and and Thomas saw him. And Thomas said, My Lord and my God. Jesus said, no, come and put your hands in that because he heard him when he was saying it. Come and put your hands in my, in, my, in my side. Come and pierce your hands so that you believe. Then in verse 29, John 20, 29, Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because you have seen me, You have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. What is your belief anchored on? Is it on sight? There are many people who have lived a very wonderful life, wonderful Christian life, but have never had the encounter of seeing Jesus Christ one-on-one until they go to glory. And yet they have done great things. Many of us who've had the privilege of meeting him, but yet it's not enough. Lord, I want to see you again. Lord, I want you to, l- let me see you. Let me know that truly you are with me. Blessed are they that I have not seen and yet believe. You do not believe, you do not see with your physical eyes. You see with your spiritual eyes. That's what the prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, that the eyes of your understanding will be illuminated It will be flooded with light. The eyes of your heart. Flooded with light. That's what he said. Praise the name of the
2: Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: In this kingdom. In this kingdom. Our confessions. Must match our belief. Our confession must match our belief in our hearts. Romans chapter 10 verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart you believe unto righteousness, with the mouth you confess unto salvation. Mark chapter 11, verse 23, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever, now I need to clarify this word, whoever means whoever. Here is not talking about just us Christians. Whoever applies this principle, they are general life principles and they are spiritual principles of we in the kingdom. Whoever shall say unto this mountain, this is why the people that preach new age, believe in the universe, this is the principle they are applying and it's working. Jesus is one that said, whoever will say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart.
2: Where is doubt founded in your heart? Shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things which he said shall come
1: to pass. What did Jesus say? He shall have whatsoever he says. I want to ask every one of us a question. Is Jesus a liar? No. No. No, sir. Then why has this scripture not been able to find expression in the lives of many of us believers? Why? There's doubt in our heart. Jesus crossed the fig tree. He walked away. He was not going back to check if the fig tree heard what he said. He did not go back to check Did this word come to pass. He walked past it the next day. It was Peter that drew his attention and said, ah, the tree has dried from its roots. And Jesus
2: was astonished by that word. He said, have faith in God. Have faith in what? In God. Has faith in God. We doubt too much. We doubt a lot. We always doubt it. He shall have whatever he said. That's what scripture said.
1: Whoever will say unto this mountain. And something I've taught from here. We must learn to speak to the mountain. Many times we pray about the mountain, we cry about the mountain, we complain about the mountain, we talk about the mountain, but we don't say to the mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he sees. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe. And I taught us a very practical example. I'm not going to go to there. Please go to the YouTube and catch up on the previous message. You'll see how your belief, maybe I should just say it here. Your belief, your mind, your mouth be in alignment. Let's practicalize it. I like to practicalize this. I need a volunteer. Who's my volunteer? Quickly, who's my volunteer? Volunteer, volunteer. Kili, unmute your mic. Yes, sir. Are you a male or female?
0: I'm a female.
1: (laughs) Well, that's a very dicey question, especially the days that we are in now. (laughs) But forget about that. Forget about that. can you prove if I come to you with an argument that you are made? Forget that I'm just, I'm not talking in context with this crazy world that we are in, just in the same world of you and I. If I argue with you that you are a man, what will your response be?
0: I'll say no.
1: If I wake you from the dream, from this deep sleep, and say, ah, Kili, how you are a man, will you need to catch your breath to understand that you are not man? No. Why? You have come into full alignment with the truth that you are, male, you are female. Correct? Yes, sir. So it will take a serious argument and conversation for anyone to prove to you that you are not male. You are not female. Correct? Yes, sir. The state that you are in that tells you that you are female, that is the state that Jesus is telling you. When you pray, believe that, that those things that you have asked, you have received them. And the practical example I gave, there was an experiment done where somebody was running at a very at a particular speed. And then the, with high-tech equipment, they recorded the sound of the entire race. They recorded, you know, those high definition, put camera uh, mics all over as it was running. And they were measuring his heart rate and they captured it and they kept it. And then they brought another person who was in a state of rest. The person was sleeping and then they covered the eyes with something. You know, couldn't see anything. And with the high definition headphones, they put and they played the race that the other person was running, right? So the person was, you know, seeing or hearing or experiencing the other person's physical race. Am I clear? Yes, sir. And then they measured his heart rate. Do you know that his heart rate was the same pace as the person who was running while in the state of rest? Am I communicating? Why? He surrounded himself with the reality of the runner and the heart started to, the body started to believe that he was actually running. So the goal is to trick your mind to believe that you are there and then your body will act accordingly.
2: Am I communicating? Yes, sir. Did everybody get that?
1: So the Bible is telling you, get yourself, when you pray, get yourself to see that reality. That's why when Abraham was, God was, you was talking to God about, you know, um, uh, he needed a son and God said, no, look to the heavens. Can you count the stars in the sky? Said no. Why was he giving him visual pictures? So that he starts to align his mind look to the sand, the seashore. Can you count the sand? He said, no. Then he said, as you cannot count, so shall your sons be, your children will be. And then he changed his name. So people started calling him father of many nations. Abraham, father of many nations. Father of many nations. So he was surrounded by this reality that it was only a matter of time it became Today, we are all called children of Abraham. Yes or, or no? So God, he said, I will stand up on my word to see what he will see. So God will give you a picture when you are praying for a matter. Begin to see yourself in that place. I don't know if I'm using the right words. So pass this message. Begin to picture clearly that place where you're trying to get to. And very soon, your body will get there. Thank you. If you are with me, say Amen. Amen. you understand the principle I'm passing across? When you pray, believe that you've received. Jesus spoke to the fig tree and walked away. He did not have doubt in his heart. Why will doubt come? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Doubt comes by hearing and hearing by the words of the flesh or words of the enemy. Faith and fear both come by hearing. So what are you listening to? Those are the things that will tell you if doubt is waiting to be applied in your heart. The woman with the issue of blood, she heard about the wonders that Jesus has been doing. She heard about the miracles. She heard about the things that Jesus has been doing consistently. And she started to ponder upon it. She started to think upon it. She was meditating on what she had heard about him. And in the place of that hearing, of that meditation, an instruction came out. If I can touch the hem of his garment. Many people were touching him but nobody got healed. When she touched him, Jesus said, who touched me? Someone has pulled, had made a withdrawal from the grace of all my life. Why? You cannot touch God without revelation. Praise God. You can't touch God without revelation. So when you pray, believe Many times we say we believe. No, not the one. Before your mouth speaks, let your heart speak first. With the heart, man believes. With the mouth, confession is made. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask with your mouth or think with your mind. So if both of them are in agreement, nothing can stop it. Praise God. Let me continue. In this kingdom, Jesus is king. The Lord is that spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We are led by him and not the other way around. We don't command the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost directs us. We are led by the spirit. We are directed by him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord.
2: In this kingdom, Jesus is king.
1: I love what Ambassador Charlotte said the other time. We can't keep talking about the kingdom and not talk about the king. Jesus is king. He's Lord. You talk to him, talk to him like a king. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That's why when we gather in his presence, when the spirit of the Lord is flowing and teaching and talking to us, we are at liberty. There's peace. There is joy in our heart. But when you are in an atmosphere where the spirit of the Lord is not there, you begin to struggle. There's strife. There's difficulty. There's hardness in the atmosphere. Then you know the spirit of God is not there. In this kingdom, healing and and deliverance is the children's bread. It is the children's bread. Mark chapter seven, verse 25 to 27. For a certain woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. She heard of him. faith came when she heard. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by, by nation. And she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, let the children first be filled. For it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it onto dogs. What? Deliverance is the children's bread. Hallelujah. In the kingdom, healing is your bread. That's your regular thing. It is not something you have to struggle and cry for. It is your bread, Jesus said it. Let the children be first be filled. It is not proper to take the children's bread and cast it onto dogs. That's what he said. But the woman was smart enough to say, even the dogs, they take the, the remains, the crumbs that fall on the floor. And Jesus said, This woman is wise. Your faith. Praise the name of the Lord. In this kingdom, we don't talk anyhow. Oh, our speech. We don't talk anyhow. We speak faith. George chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. George chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears let the weak say i am strong let the weak say i am strong when lazarus died jesus said lazarus was sleeping why there's a way we talk in the kingdom John chapter 11, verse 11 down to 14. This thing said he, and after that, he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go, that I may awake him out of his sleep. Then the disciples could not quote. They said, Ah, Lord, if he sleeps, he shall do well. How be it, Jesus spake of his death, and the thoughts that he is he, he spoken of, he had spoken of taking a rest in sleep. Then Jesus had to come down to their level. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Lazarus is dead. You see that? So in the kingdom, there is a way we talk. Abraham was praying to God for one son. And God was talking many nations. God was talking many nations. Abraham was talking one song. Just give me a song. He said, no, you are a father of many nations. That's what he was saying. So you cannot expect God to speak according to your level. God to come down to your level. No. God talks God. Upgrade your mindset. Upgrade your thinking. He has given you his spirit so that you learn to talk like him. That's why First Corinthians chapter 14, he said, he that speaking in an unknown tongue, Does not speak to man, but unto God. Now you are communing with God. You talk with God, you sound like God. Praise the name of the Lord. Consciousness. I'm thinking I should stop and maybe i continue next week. Let me stop in consciousness. In the kingdom, we are conscious. We are supply conscious. We are not lack conscious. We are supply conscious. Have you seen anybody in heaven that was not able to eat, was so hungry that they could not eat? Anybody? In heaven, everybody is good. In heaven, there's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no death. And he said, as it is on earth, as it is in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. That was the, that, that was the attribute. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God of our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Let me ask this question. How many of you have ever been conscious of angels that are around you? If you have ever been conscious of angels around you, can anybody anybody confirm you've been conscious of angels around you before? Anybody? Anybody? You've been conscious of angels. I want to ask a question. Has anybody ever been? Hello? anybody? Nobody has been conscious of their angels.
0: We have been, sir.
1: That is everything, my goodness, today. Amen. God help me finish this. I
0: have been conscious of angels.
1: What happened in that time when you are conscious?
0: What exactly are you asking about?
1: Do you feel threatened in that in that time?
0: No, 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 at all. Feel very peaceful.
1: Feel secure, right? Yes,
0: yes,
1: yes. Consciousness.
0: Yes.
1: Consciousness. 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 If you are not conscious of the kingdom, the attributes of the kingdom that you are in, you will not be able to harness the benefits of the kingdom. He has blessed you with... All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. If you are conscious of, that you are blessed already, it's not the other way. You are not begging God to
2: bless you. You have been blessed already. So consciousness creates a reality.
1: That's what Facebook is trying to do. Say, oh, a virtual reality. They are, they are reprogramming your mind. Away from what he's supposed to program it. You should program your mind according to scripture. Meditate on the word. Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the word of the Lord. And upon his word does he meditate day and night. He shall be as a tree planted by the rivers of water, if you are conscious that I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water, if you are conscious of it, suddenly things begin to walk around you. Why? Because you see yourself, you are plugged into a river that is sustaining you. It, it, It will bear fruit in due season. You are productive while you are plugged in. The consciousness of this truth. So, what the devil tries to do, he paints another reality and speaks lies into your heart. And then, when you receive them, you start to live in that consciousness. If you are not in the consciousness of God's word, I promise you, you are in the consciousness of the enemy. Many people are afraid. They're all deceived they devils. Why? That's what you are conscious about. All I see are angels. Once in a while I see devils, I just, uh, yeah. Because I tell my people, the fact that your eyes are open means you see. So don't be worried about the devils you see. If you look around you, there are many things around you, but not everything around you is interacting with you. You're driving on the road, there are many cars. Does that mean you stop every car to talk to them? Talk to me. Do you do that?
2: No, sir. So why are you worried no, about sir. what the devils you see? That just tells
1: you you are you have the gifts to see, you have sight to see. Focus on the angels. They are two thirds of angels. Oh, only one third of, of, of angels fair, but two thought are with us. Hallelujah. We are more Amen. than they that be with us are more than they that be with them,
2: sir. That people once they get anywhere defested, the they say, Oh, there are 72
1: demons here. How about what the Bible says? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He that is in you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. How about you conscious of the greater one in you, not on the on the many things that are out there? Change your focus. So the next time you see a devil and you want to be afraid, say, Lord, show me the angels here. And then you will see that ah, the devils are shaken by the sight of the powerful angels of God. Praise God. We have righteousness, consciousness in this kingdom, and not seeing consciousness. I know there are people's doctrine is seeing consciousness. One day I did an experiment and said, I was going to um, try to live a holy life that day. (laughs) I said, I'm not going to sin today. Before 10 minutes, I dropped like five. (laughs) Both in thoughts and in action. I said, today I'm consciously not going to sin. And the more I was trying by my power, the more I failed. I fell so swiftly. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For here he, he had made him to be seen for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am. And that day I had the most miserable one hour. I, I was struggling, my thoughts, I couldn't control. Everything was just going crazy until I rested on his, his, his righteousness. And suddenly everything cleared up. You can't be seen conscious and produce righteousness. It's not possible. What you are conscious of is what you produce. Remember, I said we are supply conscious. God will always come through for me. No matter what, when he looks as if the road is about to be short, he will always come through. I'm conscious of this truth. And then the angels will ensure that that comes to pass because I trust in him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. That's my consciousness. That's my reality. And then things that, if he looks as if I'm about to be messed up, he will come through. Why? I'm conscious. Righteousness, consciousness. Can everybody say righteousness, consciousness? Righteousness. righteousness, consciousness. Righteousness, consciousness. You must be conscious of this truth. You must practice it. It, 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 It's not automatic. You must learn of it. Righteousness, consciousness. So you wake up and you're about to go on your day. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. You go through and you make a mistake. Oh, Lord, I thank you because I am righteousness. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Because when you are sin conscious, the devil would plague on it and it will trouble you. He's called the accuser of the brethren. You are about to pray, then he comes and says, look, look who's praying, you sinner, you liar, and then you say, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry I lied. And then you want to start praying. And the next thing, you're about to ascend into dimensions of God. And then the devil comes again. Who told you he forgave you? He didn't forgive you. Remember when you sinned. This is not the last, the first time you're sinning. You're always doing this thing. Oh, God, forgive me again. Have you forgotten? In the book of First John, when he said that hey, when we sin, and we confess our sin, he's faithful and just. forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when we confess his blood is he wipes it, he does not remember. So when you come back again, repenting, God is saying, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. You are pure, you are holy. I see Jesus in you. But the accuser of the brethren has prevented people from ascending. So when God tells you, go and lay hands on the sick, the first thing that the devil whispers to you, how can you lay hands? You sinner. Am I preaching to myself
2: today? No, sir. No, sir. Righteousness, consciousness. Righteousness, consciousness. I'm
1: conscious of who I am. One of the the assignments God has given me is to to impute the consciousness of your reality in Christ into the people of God. That's what I do. Impute that reality until it becomes your working model. Not just head knowledge, but it, it passes through your head, enters into your heart, and that's where life starts to come from. I'm not sin conscious. I'm righteousness conscious. You attract what you focus on in this kingdom. You attract what you focus on. Even if it is fate or fear. Even if it is what fate or fear, you attract it. You attract it. What you focus on, oh, you're
2: attracted. Hallelujah. See, see God. Look, at,
1: look, at, look at Job. Job chapter 3, verse 25. When all the terrible things started to happen to him. Look at what he said. For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. You invited it. Why won't it come? You invited it. Do you know that worry is meditation? Are you aware? Worry, you are meditating on the bad things happening in your life. And the more you meditate on it, the more revelation from it starts to open up. The thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. So every time there was offering sacrifice, he was saying, hey, God, Lord, I, hope, I hope I won't lose all these good things that are happening to me. Some of us, we are so damaged in, in the worldly system that anytime good things come, you start to wait for something bad to happen. So I knew it. It, it was too good to be true. Is somebody hear me today? We say it was too good to be true. But when bad things happen, we say, this is the regular thing. No, get yourself off that mindset. Renew your mind. That's not normal. That's not normal. For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. You you, you focus on fear, fear the things will come to pass. You focus on faith, it will come to pass. That's why when people get sick, when they get diagnosed, the next thing they start to go to Google. What does Google say about this thing? And Google say, ah, you have only 2% survival rate. Die. And instead of you to disconnect from that research, you continue to look for more people who have, one, another will say 1% survival rate. My God, you are free. Another person will say, ah, 0% chance. If you are dead, ah, suddenly your heart attack, it gives way and you die.
2: Look at the word. What does the word say? Let the weak
1: say I am strong. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Why have you received the spirit of fear, people of God? Why? But of power,
2: of love, and of a sound mind. I have a sound mind. He has not given me fear. church, the people in church are so full of fear. You keep wondering, is there faith? Why did
1: Jesus say, when the Son of Man shall return, will he still find faith on the earth? Why? Because fear will have overtaken everyone. Fear of the unknown. Fear is you indirectly telling God, I know you are in control, but I doubt your ability to be in control. That's fear. I repeat, fear is you telling God, I know you're in control, but I doubt your ability to really be in control. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of the Lord. Fear also comes by hearing. Hearing the word of the enemy. That's why once you're afraid about something, go to YouTube. There are many ministries, many messages. Look for Messages that talk about the area you are dealing with. Look for it and listen. Let faith enter into you. That's why if you come to Bible study and you're bothered, you're worried about some things. At the end of the Bible study, suddenly you are feeling you're alive as that happened to you before. Why? Because the entrance of your walk, give it light. And understanding to the same. The entrance of God's word energizes you, strengthens
2: you. Praise the Lord. In this kingdom, you must be diligent.
1: Mediocrity is not a function of the kingdom. You must be diligent. Proverbs 22, 29. seest thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before mean men. Being diligent in your business, in your work, in, in everything you're found to do, be diligent. Be diligent. Me sitting here today, bringing the word of the Lord, did not just come by grace. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God, but I do not frustrate the grace of God upon my life. I labor more than them all. It takes research. It takes fastings often, prayers, sleepless nights. It took years of being where nobody knew me, years of fellowshipping with the Lord, crying out to God, praying. It took months of praying one prayer. Fill me with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you until the spirit of revelation came upon me. Wisdom and revelation. When it came upon me today, any scripture can come up today I've, that I've never read before. I can preach a message for one hour from one verse. Why? Spirit of wisdom revelation. Opens it up. I'm looking at the scripture for the first time. It starts to open it up. It didn't just come. I was not just sleeping and it fell on my lap. No. I've said this before, the grace that came upon me the day Jesus called me to ministry and anointed me is not the same level and functioning. No, no, I've grown in grace.
2: thou a man, diligent, he will stand before kings.
1: For those of us who just joined us in, in January, we've been doing Bible study every Wednesday and we've been bringing the word of God fresh Why are you not tired of hearing it? It's not because I'm not bringing head knowledge. I'm bringing fresh from the archives of the Holy Ghost.
2: Fresh supply.
1: And for people that are just meeting me, I'm not just starting ministry. I've been doing ministry for six years, six years or seven now. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. We keep going better.
2: Tomorrow will be better than today for sure. Why? That's the principle.
1: See as man, diligent. He will stand before kings. You don't go to a king with mediocre, uh, mediocre stuff. No, they will not accept it. Quality in the business you do, in the job you do. Be diligent. The work will speak for you. It will bring you to the place where you you dine with kings. You dine at that level. The quality of your work. Joseph was a prisoner and he met with Pharaoh and then he was teaching senators wisdom. Senators sat down to learn of Joseph. Diligence. So, the fact that you are a Christian does not give you the excuse to sit down and just wait for God to reign manna. Even the manna he, he sent did not last for one night, it was for that day. The righteous leave it an inheritance for his children's children. That's God's mm-hmm. word. You have a skill, harness it, develop it, and the spirit of wisdom will rest upon you and then amplify that which you do. Back in the day, you know, the gospel music, you know, especially in Nigeria, um, they just packaged it anyhow and just presented it all as long as it's unto God. God, have you heard of his throne? Made of pure gold, gold so pure, it's transparent. That's what you're not giving your best. Everything God does, he He, he created the heavens and the earth, he created everything and saw that it was good. So the least quality of what you do should be good. The least quality. Say amen if you hear me. Amen.
2: Amen. In this kingdom, we are diligent. Proverbs 3, verse 34.
1: Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth. And thy want as an armed man. A little sleep, a little slumber. I don't know how we got to the point where we are raising lazy generation called Christians, waiting for God to just open the the, the sky and start raining all their needs. No, he's blessed you. He will bless the works of your hands, but there must be something on your hand for him to
2: bless. So get that business, dust it up, research, read, study, find
1: out how it's done. Go to school, study, go for the professional course, read about the business. When you've done that, then the Spirit of God will rest upon you. Did you not hear in Scripture where he said that in the last day, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall become the chief mountain. Why? It's called a mountain. Why? Because there are other mountains. So the people are well educated. They are well vast. You are also educated. You are well vast. Everything that they know, you know. But the difference with you is that the Spirit of God will breathe upon you. And then you become chief mountain. He did not say the valley will become chief mountain. No, you must first be a mountain before you become chief. Are we together? Yes, sir. Praise the name of the
0: Lord. Hallelujah.
1: In this kingdom, you can be anointed and be in (laughs) debt. Very funny one. You can be what? Anointed and being what? In death. Second Kings chapter 4. Very interesting story. Second Kings chapter 4. I'm reading from verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear God, fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be born men. He feared God. He was a prophet and he was in debt. Hello? He feared God, he was a prophet, and he was in debt. Now he died and then. He died. Creditors wanted to take his two sons to be bondsmen, and then she, the wife, ran to another prophet, the head prophet. The question I had: Why did the prophet not go to Elisha while he was still alive? Why did the prophet not have the ability to engage in the mystery of the kingdom like Elijah did? Verse 2, and Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? What do you have at home? There is always something God can use. There is always something God can use. You know, we are very quick to say, oh, I have nothing. Remember, Jesus said, that to them that have, more will be given. But to them who don't have, what they have will be taken from them meaning those who say they don't have actually have something. What do you have in your house? He was about to engage the mystery of multiplication, one of the mysteries of the kingdom. And she said, thy handmaid has nothing in the house except a pot of oil. (laughs) I have nothing. That's her mindset. That's what has kept her in debt. I have nothing. Only a pot of oil. It was so insignificant that she didn't even bring it up for us. Say, I have nothing. Save a pot of oil. Verse 3. Then he said, go, borrow the these vessels abroad of thy, all thy neighbors. Since you are in debt, that means the gift that you have is the gift to borrow. <laughs> you don't have guarantee. You don't have any guarantor. But you have the ability to convince people to lend to you. That means they keep giving you even when you don't have. So it's a grace that you have. Use that skill set that you have. Borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Borrow not a few. These gifts that you have that have kept you in debt, use it to reproduce. And when thou art coming, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons. Shut the door. Don't listen to external voices because they will influence you otherwise. Shut the door upon thee and upon, upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. Somebody listening to me, you can be anointed and be in debt if you don't know what to do. You don't know what mysteries to apply. He feared God. What does this tell you? The fear of the Lord was not produced well. There are principles you must engage to harness provisions. Two of them were prophets. He's a servant of the prophet, and this one was a prophet. Remember, you don't record that Elisha was in debt. Go and borrow vessels. Not a few. All I have is a little oil. Take that which you have and present it before the Lord. And bless the name of the Lord. And
2: And watch God multiply that which you have. Watch him multiply it. God is called the multi-breasted one. El Shaddai.
1: I pray someone is able to hear what I'm saying in the name of Jesus
0: Amen
2: go borrow that skill that you have in your hands that, that gift that
1: ability that is on your hand let the breath of God come upon it and multiply
2: it on every side I don't have nothing Save a pot of boy is enough. There
1: was a time my wife was looking for a job. She was, oh my goodness, was searching everywhere. You know, and <laughs> I'm going to share the secret. She even went to apply for a job that I was so angry when I came back one day. And she told me she went to apply for the <laughs> Let me, let, me, let me take permission first so that I can sleep peacefully this night. She went to apply for a stupid job. Not to be stupid, though, but you know. So I asked her, Isn't that bad? She's like, No, because when we got married, she was living in another city, had a wonderful job, you know, and then when we got married, she had to quit the job and move down to Lagos where we, where we live. And so she's been trying and trying. Nothing was working out. And then she came back one time and tried to apply for a city job. I looked at her like, what? My wife? How day? She's like, you know, she wants to feel a sense of contribution, purpose, and I say, ask God. God has something. There's something he has prepared. You know, she was frustrated and just started to pray. So one day we were talking. Um, her mom is a chef a cook, Her grandma also cooks a lot. So that's natural with them. And then so we said, so we got talking and I said, she can cook. So I said, okay, so what do you need? You know, so we, we, she wanted to open a restaurant and then we put together the budget for the restaurant and I saw it I said, oh, because the kind of quality we wanted to put out, um, it was quite high. And then So I said, okay, we can't do this for now, but what can we do? We can break down the goal. We know what the overall goal, and I'm sharing this so that someone can learn from it. Get your overall goal. You know where you want to be, right? So write it down, write the vision down, Habakkuk chapter two verse two, make it plain so that whoever reads it can run with it. So she wrote the goal down, restaurant, blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay, and I've learned you know, with my experience in life. Break your goals down into daily goals. Break that overall goal down. Even God did the same thing. What was the overall goal for God? God wanted to reconcile everybody back. So what was the first thing he did? He sowed a seed his son, Jesus Christ, and then the harvest is the entire world. He wanted to create 9 billion people or how many billion people there are in the earth today. And what did he do? He created Adam and Eve, just two. He broke it down into smaller goals, and then Adam and Eve started to multiply until they got to the time of Noah. He wiped out and from Noah's family, he multiplied again. Despite not the days of little beginning, the problem many people have is they want to start high. You don't start the building from the roof. You start from the foundation. And in the foundation, nobody knows. Nobody sees you because you are digging downwards. Is somebody receiving wisdom today? Anybody?
2: So broke down the wood. Broke
1: it down. So we ask, okay, what can we do today that will not cost us this much and we brainstormed and then we agreed, okay, we have the house, we have the kitchen, we can start cooking from home. So, okay, so you can start making deliveries. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You can start making deliveries from the house. So, like, okay, that's possible. So that way you start to build, you know, your brand, network, you know, um, her, her patron outfit back then was called mommy's Kitchen, right? And so she's just started to, you know, inform people, oh, I cook, I can deliver to you from the house. Sometimes she gets an order, just one plate and then excited. She cooks it. I told her one of the qualities that you need to know the difference. It was that niche that people see that they want to come back to you. Said, okay. She called the mommy's kitchen because she wanted to uh, cook and make you feel like it's a homemade food. You know, there's this food you eat in the restaurants and there's something different at home. So I said, look, even if it's one client, you know, forget about the profits. I'll cover the, the grounds, but just give quality. And sometimes one order, some days no orders at all. Sometimes she will deliver food and they won't pay for a month, you know, all sorts of things. And but she gradually started to learn and started to learn the market the downside the upside you know people started to know her and started to place orders and gradually started to grow and then you know she switched the brand to Peggy's kitchen and you know, one order here two ten sometimes she's invited to cater for you know birthday celebration before long she got busy she got busy she got so busy that You know, the goal, we have actually gotten to the point where we can surpass and go and achieve the full goal. And even if we don't, we are good. But it did not start that way. We broke it down and started. And by the power of the Holy Ghost that we release upon the business, it starts to multiply. And today we have some people here who have tested her food and I'm sure can give some good reviews. But how did it begin? Began from that big goal and break it down. Then infusing the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the difference that you have. That's the extra points that you have. Infusing the power of the Holy Ghost. We have had testimonies of people eating a meal and then get healed. Seriously. We've had it. And it got to the point She got a huge order and she made so much money. And she gave me some, of course. Shout amen. Hallelujah. Because uh, I'm the number one investor. If you're not jealous of me, say amen. But seriously.
2: Amen. We are jealous.
1: So much value, right? To the point where. You know, there was a time I did a transaction, I lost some money, and then she cushioned that effect. Do you understand? So the impact of you starting small, don't, feel free to start small, but don't stay small. Amen. Feel free to start small, but don't stay small. that noise. Can anyone hear me?
2: Yes, sir. I hear you. Okay, that was all
1: yes, the next one. Please go. On. See what I'm saying? So, or break down. So now, that's what happened with this prophet. What do you have at home? What, what, what can you do? Oh, Lord, I want to open a five-star restaurant. Yes. Why don't you begin with no star and begin to grow the stars? And she shut the door. Why? Because when you're starting small, voices can come and say you're wasting your time. You're not doing, you're not doing good. Shut your voice, shut your ears to all those things. Only hear the voice of faith. The Holy Ghost begins to give you strategies on what to do about this business. He begins to show you a location that once you get there, everybody will see you. How did she get a big contract? One person, you know. You know, she did a meal, just two plates for somebody. And the person said, oh, your food is so good. Let me introduce you to somebody. Referral, right? Referral. That's that's great. Favor for referral. And then, so um, they invited her for a presentation about her services. And I told her, look, prepare your meal. Let them taste it. Once they can taste it, they are, they are stuck with you. And she prepared the package. And she went for the meeting. After the meeting, she delivered. The, the meal. And the person was like, uh, you know, I usually don't, you know, take, I don't taste the uh, food from the, blah, 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 blah. no problem. She dropped it and she left. Before she got home, the lady was eating it and said, when can you start? <laughs> there are strategies from heaven. There are divine strategies. Look, you cannot do business on this realm with earthly strategies because the people that do business in this realm don't do business with earthly strategies. They also engage divination. They engage, you know, certain spells and all to compel people. And here we have an akazu. We release the akazu on the business and suddenly, poof! And today in her business, she's employing people and paying people to do the business. She's employing and paying people for it. Now, people are connected. Why? Because she was able to download the strategy and by the spirit of wisdom, able to appropriate how to go about it. Many of you have dreams and vision. Many of you have business ideas that you are still waiting for somebody to come and give you money to start. Hear you the word of the Lord. Go and start now. In the name of Jesus. For some of you that are waiting for, for some of you waiting for, waiting for a sign from God to begin. Hear ye the word of the Lord. This is the sign you have been waiting for. Start
2: now. If this is not a sign, I wonder what else you want.
1: I will give you the baritone voice. That shows it's a sign.
2: There is a grace that you can apply.
1: It's called an akazo. You apply it to your business. You apply it to your ideas. And the compelling power of the Holy Ghost comes upon it and brings about multiplication. This morning, the Lord started to speak to me about 2022. I'm excited. I cannot wait. It's a grace. It's a dimension of the spirit that has been unveiled for me. Temptation will not allow me speaking today. I'm like, what? And decided started to show me scripture. Start started to show me everywhere. I'm like, my God. My God.
2: 2022, it's going to be good. You receive it. Oh, it's going to be good. Start. Start small, but don't stay small. Can somebody says start small, but don't stay small? Start small. Start small, but don't stay small.
1: Let's take it further. Call your business name, call your name or your business, whatever. Talk to it and say, I will begin you small, but I won't stay small.
0: Triple J Luxury is, start
2: small, I started you small, but I won't stay small. Speak. Speak to the business. It has ears. He says, say unto the mountain. Why will he say, say to
1: the mountain? Because the mountain has ears. The mountain has
2: ears. Say to your business. Grow and it will grow. How am I communicating today? Renew your mind. If you did not know it was possible, now I'm telling you it was possible. Two prophets. One was in debt, And another just, they met
1: him. He did not say, let me fast and pray to tell you what to do. He was ready with mysteries to unveil. What do you have in your house?
2: What do you have at home? I have nothing, saying oil. I have nothing. I have nothing. All right. Hallelujah. Verse four, Second Kings four four. And when thou art coming, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy
1: sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is so she went from him, shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her. She poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a kind of vessel. And he said unto her, There was not a vessel more, and the oil is in. The anointing will stop when the capacity to receive is, is full. When there's capacity to receive more, oh, it will flow. But there was no more vessel. The oil stopped. Why? The oil too was alive, watching to see is there capacity to receive. May the Lord give you capacity to receive from Him.
2: Amen. The name of Jesus. Amen. It's possible to be anointed. I mean not God's desire, but it's possible. Verse 7. Then she came and told the man of
1: God, and he said, go, sell the oil and pay the debt, and leave thou and thy children of the rest. Sell the oil. The man of God was giving her business idea, advising her. Now you have excess oil. Go and sell it. Pay your debt. Leave Thou and thy children of the rest, sell the oil, pay thy debt, sell the oil, pay thy debt. This sounds like the word of the Lord to somebody. Sell the oil, go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and leave thou and thy children of the rest. You and your children, leave of the rest.
2: Don't go back into another debt. Sell the oil, pay your debt, leave you and your children of the rest praise the name of the Lord Hallelujah. the mysteries of the kingdom the attributes of the kingdom many people complain oh we pay tight and we don't see the benefit and the blessing why? because
1: you don't understand how it works he said I will open you a window
2: that there will be no room enough to receive it are you seeing the same thing he will give you strategies. He will give you ideas. He will give you something to do. Many of you have received the information and kept it in your notepad, and Then close it and cry to him again, Lord, give me. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. One of the mysteries of the kingdom, giving to the work of the kingdom. Giving to the work of the kingdom.
1: Luke 638, give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? For with the same measure that you met with all, it shall be measured to you again. Shall men give into your bosom? So the, the challenge where people don't get it is that how will men have given, but how will men give to my bosom? Have you created capacity? In what capacity? Will men just see you on the road and say, I feel like giving you something? No. What value are you adding? What are you presenting as a means that God will touch people's hearts to patronize you? This is how you receive from
2: the Lord. It gives you an idea. It gives you a recipe that will bring about transactions that are beyond your mind. He gives you an ability. He gives you a gift. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom. Give and it shall be given unto you. So in the kingdom, we cater for God's work. God
1: does not give dollars and pounds. He does not give naira. No, everything you require is on the earth. Something you are praying about is in somebody's bank account. Oh, yes. Any, any amount you are praying for, for your business, for anything that you need, that God, if I can get this amount, my life is changed, is in somebody's account. Someone. And the person can be sleeping.
2: But there are instructions that come in the kingdom that causes this to move from you. There's a
1: wealth transfer that's coming to the body of Christ. Will the world transfer just come like that? No. In Exodus 3, when they were living, the Bible says, and I will give these people favor, strange favor. And I've taught several times that favor is the fragrance of God upon a man. And they went to their slave master, borrow me gold, silver, and they borrowed them. Does it make sense? Well, it was recorded that for the 400 years of slavery that they were working without pay, in one day, God paid them, compensated them for the 400 years. So it was not out of balance. God is not a God that does things out of balance. No, they were paid a compressed salary of 400 years in one day. The Bible records that the children of Israel spoiled Egypt Egypt was the greatest nation on the earth. By favor, their wealth was transferred from a full nation to another nation. With open hearts, Nobody, nobody had resistance in their hearts. They gave them all. And they used, and what was it supposed to be said that they may worship me? And when it was time to build the tabernacle, Moses asked for gold. Oh, people of God. The children of God brought gold, so much gold, that Moses said, it's enough. It's enough. I don't want any more. I have more than enough to do the work of God. So we give to the kingdom. The reason why we are blessed is so that anytime the kingdom, for the assignment of the kingdom, God has a need. Not God himself. His work on the earth has a need. It is through these channels. So we don't give so that we receive, we
2: give because we have already received my communicator. So when I give my time, I'm, I'm on the lookout for opportunities,
1: for transactions, business ideas. I'm, I'm on the lookout. Suddenly I meet somebody and the person needs something that I can offer or I know somebody that I can offer and I make the introduction. And when the transaction is done, then I get, them,
2: I get paid. Oh, that's God making a way. Am I alone on this? Can, is someone receiving something today? Yes, sir. One of the mysteries of the kingdom, given to the kingdom, work of the kingdom.
1: I know it has been abused many times, but forget about all that. Stop focusing on the negative. The spirit of God bears witness with your spirit that you are the son of God. He bears witness that these words are true. Second Corinthians chapter nine verse six tonight. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he has proposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Why would you be cheerful in giving? Because you know, you trust him, you know, That's this God. He has a way of balancing out the equation. And God is able, his response, he is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good As it is written, he, he had dispersed abroad, he had given to the poor, his righteousness remaining forever. So giving, So the work of kingdom, God gives you grace. He releases the grace. So they came to the prophet and asked the prophet, we're in debt. And the prophet solved that problem. It was grace he released on her, the widow. That's grace that caused multiplication of oil. When we teach on walking of miracles, that's the gift of walking of miracles. And during our Saturday series, I'll, I'll talk on that. It was grace that the man of God released over her. And then she multiplied. That's grace. God being able to make all grace abound to us. God told Elijah, I have commanded the widow to sustain thee. And then the prophet comes and tells the Widow. Give me to eat. And he said, this is the last thing I have. But He said, give me first to eat. If you try that today, there was a false prophet. He's only interested in his own belly. And she gave the last that she had. And then God, the prophet Elijah, prophesied
2: and said, "It will not There will not be any life, And the woman
1: was sustained. She and her son were sustained throughout the famine by the word of the Lord. But if she did not release that which she had, that grace will not be extended to her. That's the structure of God. That's the structure of God created. The fact that it's been abused does not mean that is not true. I have commanded her to sustain me. David said, I will not offer to God that which costs me nothing. I value this God so much. I value this God so much. I will not offer to God that which costs me nothing. The man offered it free. He said, no, don't pay. He said, what? It's not about you, young man. It's about my commitment to him. It's about my, my love for God. I will not offer him that which costs me nothing. Praise the name of the Lord. Final scripture. First Chronicles 16 read from verse 30. First Chronicles 16. Verse 29. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So offering is part of your service. It's part of sacrifice. It's part of you coming before the Lord and worshiping him. This is scripture. This is spiritual principle of the kingdom. Jesus himself was watching a service where people were giving and he monitored the offering. He was looking into what everybody gave and then he gave a teaching and said, this woman, has given the best out of everybody. But what she gave was small. It was little. But say, no, she has given the best. Why? She gave all that she had. So Jesus was scoring the offering time. He was scoring it. Okay, this person gave. He gave this person five over ten. This other person seven over ten. And then when the woman came and gave her widow's mite, he gave her ten over ten. So that tells you that Jesus watches over. Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Has somebody learned anything today?
2: You learned anything today? Yes, sir. You renew our oh, mind.
1: So I want to take two questions and then we'll pray and then I call it today. Two questions, two questions, two questions. Anybody with a question?
2: Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. So first off, you learn, you understand the mystery of an akazu. That's why you listen to the teaching, right? Once you know, right, the workings of an akazu, then the next phase is the application of the of grace, right? So you, by words, Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirits, they are life. So I release anacazo over my business. I release, but you can't release what you don't know. The disciples said, such as I have, give I thee. The reason why I can release the anacazo grace over people and I've recorded tremendous testimony over it. The reason why I can re- release that grace is because the Lord has told me that grace is at work in your life, and if it's at work in my life, that means I can distribute it. you understand what I'm talking about? So, you receiving the knowledge, grace, and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of Christ. So grace is increased and multiplied through knowledge. So as you listen to the teaching, you, like uh, one of our daughters, she she took in that message on every corner and she received an instruction. So one of the things that happened as you are listening, an application of that, it it gives you an instruction. For her, what she did was she applied it. She prayed 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 12 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 p.m., 6 p.m., around every three hours, she was praying it, declaring the grace. She, that was the instruction she got from listening to the message. So, what instructions are you getting? List, receive the instruction. If you don't receive any instruction, whatever it is you want to do, say, Father, concerning this matter, I release the anacasual grace on it. But first, you must understand what it is. So you know, do you understand what I'm talking about? Praise God. Any other question? Any other question? Questions, please. We grow by asking questions. That's how we grow. Any other question? Anybody? No questions? Amen. On Zoom, no questions. Nobody with a question on Zoom. Amen. So I can pray and close. Anybody? If you are in the audience on Zoom, you can raise your hands and I'll bring you up. What a quiet service today. Amen. Okay, if there, are no, if there are no questions, then we can pray. Lift your voice and just begin to pray and ask the Lord. You have heard words about renewing your mind. Ask him to help you. Ask him to help you. It's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, said the Lord. By the spirit of the Lord. Ask him to help you. There are many mysteries I just brought a little. I just, I just gathered a little. Of, there are so many mysteries. I, I, like I mentioned earlier, the mystery of thanksgiving, the mystery of praise, the mystery of sacrifice, the mystery of seed, the mystery of, you know, confession, the mystery of belief, the mystery of ah, worship, many, many mysteries of the kingdom. But the Lord will give you the mystery that you need. The prophet Elijah, he applied the mystery And cause iron to float. He applied a mystery and caused oil to multiply. Jesus applied a mystery and multiplied bread and fish. Many mysteries applied. Can you lift your voice and just ask the Lord to anoint your mind afresh and cause you to be aligned? The grace to renew your mind. Lift your voices and begin to pray. Ziza Kabene Kabana Kose Venikatali Grondos Kebele Kosia Vedli. Legunga Stefeti Lekatile Kosheketile Baranis Keberia Kata. Legroshke Vekosia Katia. Renew, renew our minds, O oh God. Give us the grace, the mystery we require for the next phase of our lives. Let it, O oh God, let it be revealed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let it be revealed. Let it be revealed. Let it be revealed. Let it be revealed, oh God. Ask the Lord that which that instruction that you need to do to get you to the next phase. Ask the Lord to release that grace upon you in the name of Jesus. Every business has a strategy. Every idea has a has a strategy that has been designed by heaven. Let God release that grace over you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let it be, O God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for each and every one of you that the word of the Lord that has come to you today That it will find expression in your lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. The grace for a renewed mind so that you are able to access new information. The things that you so desire. The things that your heart has been pressing into. That God himself will bring about the manifestations of these things. That all you who require the grace of an occasion, God will reveal it to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed.
2: Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Amen.